0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com.
1: We're reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 79. Psalms chapter 79, we're going to read a few verses here today. The first few verses that we'll read is kind of the outpouring of a nation. It's the sentiments of their heart. It's being expressed from things that are happening, feelings that are rising up within them and they are expressive of them. In Psalms chapter 79, verse number 1 Scripture says, O God, the heathen are coming to thine inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled. They've laid Jerusalem on heaps. Dead bodies of your servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the heaven. The flesh of your saints unto the beast of the earth. Their blood have they shed like water round about Jerusalem. And there's none to bury them. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn, a derision to them that are round about us. And then the question that comes from this heart that is so weighted it says, How long, Lord, wilt thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. They've devoured Jacob, laid waste his dwelling place. Remember not against us former iniquities and let thy tender mercy speedily prevent us for we are brought very low. And then the ninth verse, they just sum it up in a very simplistic expression. But it seems to be the voice that they can find. It seems to be the way they can say it. They simply say, Help us, O God for our, of our salvation, for the glory of thy name and deliver us purge away our sins for thy namesake they enumerate they list all of the difficulties the crisis the dilemmas the pain the confusion and they sum it up simply with help us oh God I believe that's the cry of a 21st century people on this Sunday morning help us Oh, God, would you do it with me now? I ask the Lord to give us some help in this room. Jesus, we need your help in the next little while in the breaking of the bread of life. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would take that which you have inspired our heart with and allow us, dear God, to break the bread of life in this building today and let it be received into our heart and let us act upon it today in faith in Jesus' Precious name we pray, can we lift our voices to him one more time and just make a joyful sound of praise to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the King of kings and to the Lord of lords. I thank you today and I praise you, I magnify you, I glorify you. You may be seated, God bless you. Maybe you have heard the term, the tipping point. Or maybe you have heard such a term as the breaking point. The tipping point. The breaking point is the point upon which things change. Turn. We talk about the tipping point that maybe that it moves toward good. But there's also that place where things tip and they move toward that which is bad. The breaking point that which I have taken upon me, the weight and the pressures of life, the difficulties of life, the worries of life, the confusions of life, the pressures of life, and now they have become more than I can bear, and I am at that breaking point. When we... Observe the 79th chapter of the book of Psalms. We are reading of a people that are under siege by Babylon. Everything they have known and revered, everything that has been precious to them, everything they have treasured is now in the crosshairs of a heathen nation about ready to overthrow them. This nation who has known God, who has walked with God, who has heard the voice of God and received an oracle from the Lord, now finds themselves at their breaking point where it feels like that it's about ready to crash in upon them. And everything meaningful, everything purposeful, everything that has significance feels like it's being taken from them Although their hands are outstretched as if they are clawing with hope, although their fingers are straightened as if trying to find something that they might grasp on, they confess that it is now gone from them. They list it. Their temple is defiled. Jerusalem that they treasure, they say, is laid in heaps. We find the carcasses of that which is precious and family members are left for dead and the fowls of the air feast upon them and blood runs in the streets like water. The proud city is becoming a reproach to everything that is around it and its dwelling places are now laid bare in Israel in the 79th chapter of the book of Psalms. Fields they have no other recourse. They have no other direction they have no other path there are no other opportunities if self-help books would have existed there would have been none they could have reached for if there would have been some type of means for them to go and find help through some type of counseling it was not available but if it was they could not find that answer there so they did the only thing they knew left to do And that is they lifted their voice and with humble submission and with a voice of acclamation they simply say help us oh Lord we need your help. I believe that in the 21st century we are facing crises and dilemmas and we're facing difficulties that we have never faced before. There is upon this generation of time from various different sources we are dealing with things and pressures and crises and dilemmas and and, and it's not just pandemics and it's not just uh, uh, mandates and it's not just travel. Hands and, but it is a a very attack upon our ourself, upon our home, and we're feeling those pressures, and we are feeling those difficulties, and it is at times that we feel like the we are living in a dense. Fog, And that there is no clarity and there's no re- real meaning left in life. That it is all being stripped away from us. And so we are left now in this 21st century with the same recourse that the inhabitants of jerusalem had in psalms chapter 79 so we lift our voice it is an anguished voice it is a voice of desperation but we are left with only one thing and that is help us oh god we need your help right now Time is not available for me to enumerate the problems. I don't have enough in my vocabulary to describe all of the events that are taking place and that are transpiring. All I can do is just sum it up in a little nutshell of a plea. All I can get time for and space for is just to say, Help us! Oh God, I need your help today I believe that is the most important cry that we can cry in the 21st century because there is no other source of help there is no other place we can get it from there is no other means by which it will arrive to us but from God himself we've tried every other source we've tried every other way I think it's time for somebody just to return to the simplicity of but God's my only help and to him I lift my voice now to him I cry now help us oh god We are in this air of time that we're in with our advance of technology and our sophistication on so many fronts and our ability to sustain ourselves in the way that we've been able to sustain ourselves. We as human creatures have come to believe that there is no help outside of ourselves and we need no other assistance because we can provide for ourselves the help that we need. And so we in this 21st century are attempting to manage our own way and direct our own course. We are trying to paddle as if it were our own canoe and we're trying to navigate our own paths and we're trying to find our way out. And we're trying to use the sophistication and the advance of knowledge that we have and all of the things that we have acquired to help us in all of that. Well, can I tell you on this Sunday morning that I believe at some point we've just got to lose that spirit of independence and we got to lose that spirit of pride to realize there may be some things I know. There may be some things I figured out but I can't figure out how to get out of this and God's the only one that's got the answer and somewhere i got to lose my pride. i got to lose my egotism. I've got to lose my independence. i got to lose my self-centeredness and I've just got to humbly fall to my knees and say, help us, oh God. I need the help of the Lord. There have been many men that have stood in great places that have learned that there are sometimes you just got to step back and say, God, I need a little help. I got to have a little direction. King Asa in the Old Testament is faced by an innumerable army. They have set the battle in array against him. Here's a man that's known war a man who is a military leader, a man who has navigated the battlefield on other occasions and came out the victor. But when he looked at the enemy that surrounded him and he looked at the forces that was in the the distance that was prevailing upon him, he came to the conclusion that my military fortitude and knowledge that I have possessed to this point is not sufficient for the moment and a king that wears a crown that sits on a throne that has regal robes that lives in a royal palace simply humbled himself and said help us Oh Lord for if you don't help us there's no one that can help us if a king can call for the help of God I believe we can lift our voice from where we are and say God I need a little help in my home I need a little help in my family I need a little help with my kids I need a little help with my marriage I need some help with my finances I need a little help with my job I got to have some help now, God. It's the cry of the desperate father that comes to Jesus. He's done all he knows to do to help his boy. He's tried everything he knows to do. He's taken him every place he can take him. He tried to seek out all the sources that he could seek out. But this father finally with his back against the wall not knowing any place else to go and any place else to turn he brings the boy to Jesus. And he simply has two words that he utters. It's help. Help. Nope. I don't know what to do. Does it mean he's not a good father? Does it mean he's not a good dad? Does it mean he's not a good provider for his home? No. It doesn't mean any of that. It simply means I don't have any answers. And God has got to help us with this. It's the cry of a mother that brings her daughter to the Lord and says, I've done all I know to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know which way to turn. And she comes with simply three ways. Lord, help us. Was she a good mother? Yes, she was a good mother. Was Was she a provider? Yes. Did she know how to care? Yes. Did she have empathy? Yes. Was she possessed with sympathy? Yes, she had sympathy. But more than that, she understood if God doesn't help us, I can't get any help. And so she says, Lord, help us. I would to God from kings all the way down to parents, somebody would recognize I'm in a mess today that I don't know how to get out of and I don't know how to find my way out of and I've only got two words that I can say hey Help us today, oh God! And He's waiting for that cry, and He's waiting for that voice. Could somebody do it with me right now? Just lift a hand to heaven and say, "Lord, help us." I gotta have some help today, God. I'm a daddy that needs some help, God. I'm a mother that needs some help, God. Our Lord, I have a home that needs some help, God. I've got resources, but they're not sufficient. I need some help today. It's the cry, the cry for help. How many, how many, how many have not been able to even get an audible voice? It's not even been able to rise to the lips. It's not been able to be verbalized on the tongue. But somewhere, somewhere deep within, there's a voice, there's a cry, there's an expression, help us. Help us, Lord. I wonder sometimes how the Lord showed up at the pool where the angel came down ever so often and troubled the waters. And Scripture says he who was first in the pool after the waters were troubled was made whole of whatever sickness he had. But laying at that pool was a man that had been laying in that condition for all of his life His body was so, so paralyzed that he couldn't move. And every time the water stirred and there was any type of movement in those waters and others rushed, he couldn't get there try as much as he tried to try and scoot and push and pull on the cobblestone streets around that pool he just couldn't get there somewhere I wonder if Jesus didn't show up at that pool because way down deep on the inside of that troubled man that had laid there all of his life if he wasn't saying help me God help me God, I just need a little help. And God being the all-hearing God that He is, that hears the voice and the pleas that come from within, from wherever He was at and whatever area of the city or the countryside that He might have been at that time, suddenly His ear is directed to a lame man at a pool. And He says, I hear a voice. I hear a silent cry. I hear a silent plea. I gotta go. I gotta go to that pool. That's how the Lord showed up at that pool's edge that day. And when he said, wilt thou be made whole, the man confessed, I have no man to help me. You knew that before you got here. I have no man to help me. You're the only one that can do it. And the Lord touched his body. I don't know if you can say it with your lips today. I don't know if you can get it off of your tongue. But if you can let your soul rise up on the inside of you, if there could be an emotional plea from the inside and you could just cry out help us God help us God I believe there's a God that'll come right to where you are and he'll meet your need he'll turn situations around in your life he'll alter the course and the direction of your journey because God hears even the plea that comes from within I don't know how he got there how did he know that moment was it when she left the house that day and she joined the, the funeral the, the funeral home and the mortician that was bringing her her son to the graveyard and she joined that procession on the way to the graveyard weeping, taking her only son out to bury him somewhere along the way maybe silently within her there was a plea of help she's a little lady now she's losing her son she's got nobody left I don't know what the voices and the terms all on the inside but somewhere there must have been a cry there must have been a voice somewhere that said help me help me God I need a little help wherever he was at in his journey he said I think I need to go to Nain today I think I need to I need to visit that city and somewhere along the way his path intersected with the path of that little widow lady taking her only son out to the cemetery and when that, that dead body crossed the path of the giver of life her voice was heard and supplication was made and the Lord just reached his hand out and touched the boy and raised him back to life again hear me on this Sunday morning that desperate cry from within will summons God from wherever he might be to intersect your path to walk your journey to come where you are right now because all he needs is somebody that'll just say help us help us oh God help us I don't have anything else to say I don't know how to get it out I don't know how to verbalize it I I just need a little help today. Oh friend, whether it's by screaming it out or by a silent cry, let me tell you today, only God can help you. Only God can deliver you. You see, we have so many choices today. We have so many opportunities. So many things that you and I can reach for. So many things that you and I try to try to avail ourselves of, but for God to help us. It's just got to boil down to one simple thing. There isn't any other help but God. It's just got to boil down to one simple thing. There's nothing else, but there's God and God alone. Can I just be bluntly honest today? Can I just be very plain and clear? As long as there's another option, I'm not going to cry to Him as long as there's another option. I'm probably not going to lift my voice and as long as there's another option, I'm probably not going to reach out. And as long as there's another option, I'm going to depend on that. And I'm not going to depend on God. But when there are no other options and when there are no other avenues to pursue and that's all you got left, And you sit in your car, and you lay your head over on the steering wheel, and you don't have any place else to go, and you just say, help us, God. I need a little help. You walk out of the hospital room, and the doctor said, there's nothing else I can do. And you just lean against the wall, and you say, help me, God. You walk from the post box with the letter in your hand that brings the sad news that tells you foreclosures in process and and things are about to to fall apart. And you just lean against the corner of the garage and with the letter dangling in your hand, you just say, help us, help us, God. I just got to have a little help. I don't have any place else to go. I don't have any place else to turn. That's what the prophet asked in Isaiah chapter 10 and verse number 3 to the nation of Israel. He says, to whom? To whom are you going to flee for help? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to turn to? What arm are you going to lean on? What book are you going to reach out for? What 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 self-help? Procedure? Are you going to reach for? What's going to become your answer? He said, "Who who's going to help you? Job and David both says there is none to help. Oh, I wish we could come to that conclusion on this Sunday morning that there's just none that can help us. I understand. I get it, folks. I've got it. I wasn't born yesterday. I understand. There's so much available. There's so much material. I mean, you can Google... Google and you can get an answer in a second flat. I mean you can you can just type it in in a moment and you've got all kinds of resources that's going to pop up on your screen. And you can you can find all kinds of direction. You can find all kinds of answer. But I'm telling you, Google's not gonna help you with some of the stuff we're facing right now. It's just not gonna provide the answer, it's just not gonna provide the dilemma, it's just not gonna get there. Google all day long. Go go to go to all the search engines you want to go to, but it's just not gonna be there. I'm not a very smart man, I'm not very brilliant at all. I, I just type in what I need to type in, but I found out, I found out that Google. Google. If you learn how to use various symbols and, and and hashtags and asterisks and and learn how to use quotation marks, you can narrow your search down, and, and, and you can you can kind of keep it from giving you so many answers until you can find that the more the more direct answer that you're looking for. Oh, just type in all the hashtags you want to type in. Type in all the asterisks and all the quotation marks you want to type in. Narrow it down however you want to narrow it down. But I'm telling. You, there ain't an answer out there on the internet that's going to take care of all of this. There's only one that's going to help us in the dilemmas and the problems and the difficulties and the pressures of life, and it's going to be God. I know I'm preaching a little simple here today, and I know I'm not real complex, and I know this is not deep, and I've not reached for a lot of mysteries and a little twist of phrases and a lot of words. I've just come to tell you, we got a complex issue, but we got a God that knows how to come to our aid if somebody'll just lift their voice and say help me help me oh God help me gotta have a little help now that's what Israel did in Isaiah chapter 31 and verse number one they was appealing for help outside of God they said woe to them that go down to egypt for help that stay on horses and trust in chariots because they're many in horsemen because they're very strong and they look not to the Holy One of Israel. Neither they seek the Lord because everything else looks like it's got a better answer than God does. So I'm going to lean on it and they come to the conclusion in Lamentations chapter 4 and verse number 17 says, Our eyes yet fail for our vain help. We watch for a nation that could not save us. Oh, that we could come to the conclusion that there's nothing in this world that can help me but God and God." alone. Only He can provide. Only He can save. Only He can help. Only He can deliver. And if I can turn to Him, He has the answer. You understand, we, we, are, we are not very good at working out our issues and our crisis. Go back to our original parents in the garden after the original sin of disobedience and eating of the fruit of that tree, the Bible says they made for themselves fig leaves, aprons, trying to cover themselves. It didn't cover them. It didn't help them. They rotted and dried and cracked and fell off because there's nothing you and I can do to provide for our redemption. There's nothing you and I can do that can provide for our salvation. There just didn't anyone. In fact, the Lord expresses it in Isaiah chapter 63 and verse number 5. He said, I looked and there was none to help. He said, there wasn't a man to, the, to the dilemma of the sinful condition that man was facing. There was none to help. So this is what the Lord did. He said, said my own arm brought salvation unto me understand Isaiah 44 and 2 says thus saith the Lord that hath made thee and formed thee from the womb he will help thee uh, because there isn't anything that can wash away your sins uh, like what the Lord did on the cross of Calvary. There's nothing that can wash away your transgressions. There's nothing that can wash away your yesterdays uh, like what He did uh, on the cross of Calvary. Cover it with fig leaves. Try to to sweep it under the rug. Try to take care of yourself. But there's nothing that can cover your sin like the blood uh, of Jesus Christ He's my only help. I said He's my only help. He's the only one that can take my yesterday and my past and turn it around and give me a future. He's the only one that can pull me out of the pit, set my feet on a solid rock, put a song in my heart, and put a praise on my tongue. He's the only one that can do that. There isn't help in anything else but in God and in God alone. If I could preach one message, it'd be this one right here. God, you help. God, you help. If I could get a placard, I'd stand on the street corner. I'd wave it high. I'd wave it low and tell you, God, you help. If I could get in the school system, I'd do it. I'd shout it as loud as I could shout it. God, you help. If I could get in the halls of our governmental system, I'd proclaim it to every law maker that I could proclaim it to. God is your help. And somewhere or another, somebody's got a their voice and admit it God I gotta have some help now it's where the psalmist got one Psalms 121 in verse number 1 he just said it very so very clearly and eloquently and plainly I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord that made heaven and earth that's where my help is that's where my help is That's who's going to help me. Nobody else is going to help me. But God's going to help me. Because if He made heaven and if He made earth, then God can take care of my dilemmas. And God can take care of my problems. And God can take care of my difficulties. Honey, if God can get a sun up every morning and cause it to shine on that eastern horizon and if he can make it set according to his time clock on that western horizon every evening and if he can cause the stars to twinkle on the black velvet of his universe if he can cause gravity to keep us up, upon the spinning globe that we are on I'm telling you there's nothing you and I have got that we're facing that he can't help us with so my eyes are upon the Lord my help cometh from the Lord. I'm here to tell you he's able to help me. He's able to help me. I wish I could tell every young person, I wish I could tell every mom and dad that he's a very present help. Psalms 46 and 1 says God's our refuge and our strength. Here it is now. He's a very, very, very present, present, present help. Very present is that not the name, the revealed name of God in the Old Testament? Moses stood in front of that burning bush, and Moses said, "What's your name?" What 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 do I tell him? Who do I tell him? Sent me? And the Lord said, "You just tell him, I am that I am, sent you." And just just in a brief translation, it simply means you tell Pharaoh that I am the God that is. I am the present God. I am the now God. I'm the God that is not of yesterday. I'm not the God of the future, but I'm the God that is right now. He's a very present help in the time of need. He's in the moment. He's in the corridor of the hospital room. He stands in the courtroom. He stands in the dilemma of the home. He stands in the pressure of the job. Yes, that's why the psalmist goes on and said he's a present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, therefore, anytime, anytime you find a therefore in Scripture, anytime you find a therefore in Scripture, the old man said, you need to find out what it's there for. Therefore, that means he's a very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, he's a very present help in the time of my difficulty. Therefore, because I know what God is, because I know he's a present help, because I know he is on location, because I know he is in the moment. Therefore, will not we fear for the earth? Oh, now you got these those. Those. Now you've got these questions. Though, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Yeah, though, whatever you can come up with, whatever you can tell God your problem is, whatever you can tell him how big it is and how difficult it is. He said, though it, though it roars and the waters thereof roar and they're troubled and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, he said, I want you to know God is my help in whatever situation that you can get it in. He's going to come along beside of you and he's going to help you. Because what that's what the Holy Ghost is. He's the comforter. That's not a warm, fuzzy blanket. That's one that comes along beside of you in the times of difficulty, puts his arms around you and says, I'm just going to show up. I've come with a mission on this Sunday morning from this pulpit all the way to the vestibule today to tell you that God's my present helper and He's going to help me in the time of need and He's going to help me in the time of difficulty that I'm in see somewhere we got to realize that I got somebody helping me read an interesting story many years ago small boy that was out on the streets and he was selling pencils trying to raise money he had a worthy cause. They was building a hospital. It was going to take $30 million. That's a lot of money, isn't it? $30 million to build a hospital. So the little boy was out doing what he could do to help. He is selling pencils. I mean, what a feeble thing to do to raise $30 million to sell pencils. And he's out knocking on doors. And he knocked on the door of one home. And the door opened. And the lady came to the door and he held up his array of pencils, all the colors that could be bought. And he said, ma'am, I'm trying to raise $30 million to build a hospital. Would you buy one of my pencils? And she said, well, son, that's a worthy task that you're doing, but it's gonna take a lot more than pencils to raise $30 million for a hospital. Can you by yourself? Raise $30 million selling pencils for a hospital. He said, Oh ma'am, I'm not by myself. She says, Oh really? Said no, said, said, look across the street. See that, that boy right over there? That's my friend. He's selling pencils too. We're partners. We're gonna raise 30 million dollars to build that hospital. You know, sometimes it kind of looks a little pathetic in life because you say, you know, God's gonna do it, and God's gonna do it. But you you gotta understand, I got a partner in this process. I'm not doing this by myself. I got some help that's coming along beside of me. I got some help. That's coming along beside of me. I'm not out here on my own. I'm not out here by myself trying to get this done. I got a little help now. I got a little help now. I got a little help. So when I'm facing a dilemma in life, how old are you, buddy? You're 12. You're going to be 16 next year. Is that right? Huh? Driving cars yet? no cars yet? Well, I prophesied last Sunday that cars are provided. And so it it just might happen. Twelve years old. Boy, you look sharp and classy today. I I want you to know something. I want you to understand something today. You're not by yourself, buddy. You're not on your own. You're not out here in life all by yourself. There's a God that is so big, that knows how to create the world, that knows how to make stars to shine. I want you to understand all the time in life when you're walking along in life. There's a God beside of you. Don't you ever try to do it on your own, son. Don't you ever try to do it by yourself. Don't you ever try to go it alone. Don't you ever as you get older and you feel like you got life all figured out, that you, you somehow or another come to the conclusion that I got enough smarts and I got enough brains and I know how to navigate and I know how to get it out of life. Don't you ever figure that out. Don't you ever come to that conclusion. You just always know There's a God that knows how to help you. There's a God that knows how to come to your aid. He knows how to guide your feet. And He knows how to order your step. And He knows how to direct your way. Ah, yes, there is. There's always a God that knows how to help. There's always a God that knows how to guide. There's always a God that knows how to direct. It don't matter what stage in life that we are. No insult, but I'm going to use you for the the opposite end of the spectrum today. Is that all right? That's all right, please. Ah, Apologize after service, it'd be okay. But I, I want you to understand something, Brother Fuller. I want you. I want, I want you. I want you to get the picture. I want you to know that life has has uh, has had its ups and its downs. And you you've reached that era of life where you look toward you look toward the horizon, and you you wonder you wonder, am I going to make it? Am I going to get there? Is it all going to come out? How's life going to turn out in these sunset years of life? How's God going to put it all together, I want you to know something. The God that's always been with you. The God that has always helped you. The God that helped you in that business. The God that helped you put together that that, that business that you ran for so many years successfully. The God that helped you in your ministry and starting a church. That God is going to come right along beside of you because He's your partner and He's going to help you and He's going to help you and He's going to help you. If you'll just lift your voice right from wherever you're you're at. He's going to help you. I wish somebody could get the understanding today. All you got to do is say help me Lord. All you got to do is say help me Lord. All you got to do is say help me Lord. I got to have a little help. I got to have a little help. I got to have a little help. He don't understand a lot of it right now. He's still trying to figure it out. I went buzzing by him this morning. He's used to me shaking his hand and I was in a hurry. I was on a mission and and I I didn't pause to shake his hand and as I went by he's got his little hands stuck out. When I came back by his daddy told me he was kind of upset because pastor didn't stop and shake his hand. So I'm, I'm kind of making up the things right now to, to Asher. But I want I want Asher to understand something. Though he's just in his infancy, I want him to know that as he grows that there's help from God. I know he's growing up in a complex world. I know there's a lot of issues. I know we've got a system that is broken and it's falling apart at the seams. But if the Lord's should tear it. I want everybody to know that the God that has helped me that has helped you is going to help this little boy. He's going to be right there beside of him. He's going to take care of him. He's going to guide his feet and he's going to order his step. Oh! If we could only get the understanding if we could only figure it out if we could only get our minds wrapped around it. God's my help. 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 God's God's my help. God's my help. When I face the toughest issues of life, God is my help. I feel him. I feel my help now. Feel my help in the house. Feel my help in the house. Are your pastors human? I don't know if you know that or not. Some of you already got that figured out, but I'm human. Amen. I have moments. I have moments when I act so humanly. And I I say, just don't know how it's going to work out. That I express my doubts and my fears and my unbelief. She tries to help me. I don't always take help real good. And uh, I kind of hand it back to her. Say, you know what? I know a whole lot about faith, I've lived by faith. I understand a whole lot about it. And I can hear her say, Well, why don't you live by it right now? Say, every once in a while, I've got to be reminded. us to go but Him And Him alone and so here He is today stretching His arms out toward us and He's just waiting for me to stretch my arm back toward Him yes. I say God I'll take that help the most difficult thing, the most horrible thing for you and I to do would be for God to stretch His hand toward us me to pull my hand back and say, "No, God, I I want to go a little longer up." It'd be like a fireman on a ladder reaching his hand into a burning house, trying to get a hold of someone in a room where it was burning, and they refused to take a hold of his hand. I don't know the fireman. I don't know the ladder and they pull back. They would perish in that fire if they didn't reach for the hand that was reaching for them. And His hand is reaching for us on this Sunday morning. And He's just waiting for you and I to reach our hand back to Him and say, okay God, I'm in the fire and I need You to help me get out. I need You to help me get out and I'm going to, Take a hold of your hand today. Would you do it with me now? Would you just reach your hand toward heaven? Would you put it in his hand now? I need a little help. Come on, he's reaching for you, Daddy. He's reaching for you, Mama. He's reaching for you, young man. He's reaching for you, young lady. He's just waiting for you to reach your hand back out and say, help us, God. I need some help. Got no place else to go, and I've got no place else to turn. I just gotta have some help. And he's gonna stretch his hand towards you now. That's it from all over the building. Would you just stand with me now, and would you lift your hand to the Lord? Would you put it in the hand of God? altar is open on this Sunday morning. If you just want to come cry to God, if you just want to come cast yourself at the feet of the Lord, say, God, I need some help.
0: You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m., and we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, www.awcnorman.com. You can call us at 405 329 1285 or email us at info@awcnorman.com. At we hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.